Let's Gather is a young adult podcast that is meant to bring the hard topics to light, offer you a biblical perspective as you navigate day-to-day life, and draw you closer to Christ. It's our desire to see all young adults grow and be strengthened through the Word of God. So let's jump into today's episode of Let's Gather. What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode four of Let's Gather. Number four. Number four. Unos dos tres Practically professionals. Practically professionals, right? We are so excited to be coming to you today. It is, I know, I don't know when you're listening to this, but it is almost Christmas. Almost. Yay. Is everyone excited? And when they listen, it might be almost my birthday. Oh, wow. don't even tell them when your birthday is. You I can, won't. it could just we'll be just a see surprise. How close it yeah. Is. yeah. <laughs> are y'all as excited for Christmas as I am? Yes. I'm excited, yes. Or is there any point y'all are like over Christmas or do you just. Yes. Is Torito over Christmas? <laughs> yes. I'll be excited like for Christmas around 7 o'clock p.m. on Christmas Eve. P.m.? Oh, okay, Christmas yeah. Eve. Dang. Today's episode. Was, in case you don't know, <laughs> that's when our <laughs> Christmas Eve services are will over. have concluded and we will be <laughs> on our way home. Yes. I'll start listening to Christmas music then. You haven't started? Have you started I listening? have heard Christmas music, yes. Okay. Yeah. I watched my first Christmas movie this week. I was we shocked did. when you posted that. I know. I didn't expect it like, just yeah. to be now. Yeah. Trita, what's your what go-to Christmas song? One. Well, it was that. It was on Netflix. One of those, you know, cheeky. Oh gosh. Romantic okay. Whatever. Movies on Netflix. Yeah. What was it called? Noel Diaries. Oh, there you go. We watched that it one. the next night. Live. And it yep. was Noel is a good Christmas movie. I know that's not the same one you're talking about, but Noel is a good Christmas movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that one. Do y'all count from Pitch Perfect? Do y'all count Home Alone as a Christmas movie? Yes, 1,000%. I do. I know you do. Of I know your, your brother-in-law does not. Her <laughs> future brother-in-law does not. Yeah. But I it's also okay, we heard still love him. something about you the other oh, oh snap, what was it? I can't remember. Oh. Ainsley told me something about you for Christmas. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Like, I heard something. I don't remember what it was, <laughs> what it was. but I heard it. Good she tell told, you. She told me but about, I heard it. <laughs> she told me about Parker not liking. All right, well, off topic. Yeah, yeah Sarita, what are we what talking about? It <laughs> won't be Christmas whenever they're listening to this. <laughs> Today's episode is a whole Christmas episode of Emily <laughs> Torito venting about <laughs> I love Christmas. I do like New best. Year's more, but okay, really? that's all for me. Yeah. But let's gather. In the season <laughs> of venting, do you have, Emily, do you have people that you vent to? Yes. Wow. <laughs> I do. Thank you for listening. Those <laughs> segues into conversations. That was the are... worst and best segue <laughs> of all time. <laughs> I am the type of person that will um, talk and vent and just, I'll talk to anyone who will listen to me. So do I vent? Yeah, Yeah, I do. And I do have people I go to specifically to vent for certain things too, yes. What are we talking about today, Tyser? Community. Community. (laughs) That was a better transition. (laughs) Who do you vent to? (laughs) Hey, at least now you know. Anyway, so, yeah, we're talking about community. To, yeah, we're going to talk about community day. Today, community day. Community today there you go. is what we are talking about. What does it mean to have community, find community? What does community look like to you? How do you feel about community? Uh, your friends, what type of friends? Everything that involves that because at the young adult uh, season of life, I think a lot of times we forget how important that actually is. 
yeah. we forget what it means and the reason behind it and um, the necessity the of necessity. it. Necessity. That's a that's a better a yeah. better word than I would say. Um, and scripture tells us like all about community, right? It tells us how to have community, all those things, and we can dive into some of that in a little bit. But what, Torito, for you, what what do you look for in, in a friend in community? Like what is your, if you if I say, hey, it, it, okay, here it is. You're new, LSU, you know, some random college, some new working, you're new to a new city. Mm-hmm. What is... Emily's first step what does that look like um well that's a loaded question I feel um from past experiences I can tell you my community has looked just different from season to season and talking about a transition into college that transition for me I lost my high school community just naturally after graduation moved to college and was super lonely Um, I went to the school that I wanted to be at and I was excited to be there, but I, and I knew a lot of people, I'm from Baton Rouge, I stayed in Baton Rouge at LSU, and so I told my mom at one point, like, I'm around people all the time, but I just feel alone, and so it wasn't like I was physically by myself, I was just, like, not in true community, and so I had a breakdown moment, mom's like, you know, it's gonna be what you make it, and I had to, like, seek out community and be intentional about finding it. And I did through the BCM. Um, I said yes to like a weekend or a week trip that I did not want to go on at all. But I was like, well, like I need friends. And so I just went um, bus ride, the late nights, like just bonded with those people, came back from the trip and had friends there. And those weren't really like, you know, like my best friends for the next four years, but it plugged me in. It got me connected to the BCM, which is where I found just like my people the next couple of years. And like, even now, you know what the, the most important part of that is, is that you were active. Oh yeah. Oh, I wasn't. And then you were, and it was miserable. Right. And so I had to be, yeah. Yeah. So like being active and trying, if you don't have a community or if you don't have a good friend group, especially if you're not, you know, in, from the Baton Rouge area or from right. wherever, wherever you're from, being uh, proactive in finding that community is pretty important instead of sitting on your hands and waiting for something to happen, right? Yeah. A- absolutely. And it, you said a, a something that, that um, it changes from – seasons right mm-hmm. you said that and and caitlin said something the other day when we were kind of talking about this and i i think I, i'd love for you to kind of weigh in on on that process when you said it um yeah different seasons of your life call for different friends sure, i'm not yeah. saying like you erase friends because you're in a new mm-hmm. season but right. like different seasons different stages right of so your life. i'm the oldest one at the table i've been out of college for over um 11 years yeah um, and so for me, I've walked through high school and what it looked like to, to not be as close with those people that you spent every single day, every single lunch, mm-hmm. all the time with, um, and then to go to college and you spend even more time, I feel like with your friend group, you're studying, you're up until, you know, 3am sometimes you're hanging out, doing all kind of events, going on trips, and then you graduate and you get 
adult jobs and sometimes they're not in the same city and yeah. and then the people that are your people are no longer there mm-hmm. and you move into adulthood and you you are forced just like when you start college you're forced to create and find your people and your community it happens again when you're when you graduate from college right. um and so i think um yeah i mean your question was regarding like how those friendships look differently but also um i think i was uh i heard something the other day in that jenny allen book and it was basically like um Oh, my thought just totally left my brain. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. It's a good book. Find your people. Yes, yeah. it's such a good book. And um, but also like it was talking about how like it's not um like needing people is not a weakness. It's actually yeah. a, strength. a strength. Like we're right. created for community in all seasons, right? Like um Well and scripture s- tells us we're not to be I mean it's it's not good for man to be alone. Yeah. Like, he created the perfect relationship in the garden, and it was destroyed by sin, but then also, like, redeemed because of Jesus. And so, um, yeah, that doesn't answer what you just asked (laughs) No, but I mean, that makes makes a lot of sense, though, because in that season... In that, in that, whatever, whatever you're walking through, right? Whether it's coming out of high school, going into college, coming out of freshman year of college, when you're really like searching for who am I, getting into like junior, senior year of college, where you're like, okay, I know who I am. Now this is where I'm going, mm-hmm. and coming out of college, and maybe you're getting married, maybe you're staying single, maybe you're going into work, maybe you're going into like uh, med school, PT, something like grad school, just all different areas it's okay to have different friend groups because that's the friends that you need in that season Mm. to carry you where you need to go. And again, something Caitlin said the other day that I think is, is a brilliant statement is the group of friends you're with influences you. Right. Mm -hmm. And in those, in a positive, in a positive and also potentially in a negative way. Both ways. I think what we were talking about is how, you know, I've watched people that, um, I, that I grew up with that were raised very similar to me. Like right. you either are the people that you surround yourself with will not only influence you personally, they're going to also influence how the world and the people around you see and perceive you. And, um, and they are either going to walk with you towards Jesus or, or they are not. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so for me, when you say what type of, friend are you looking for like I'm looking for someone who's going to walk me towards Jesus walk with me towards Jesus point me towards him because I know that either they are or they are not mm-hmm. and we're created we talked about God created us for this community and um and so we will have it mm-hmm. I mean it, even if it's not good or not healthy like mm-hmm. it's going to be there you're you can't do life and avoid people um, I, I don't think. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, like you have to choose and, and choose wisely who you, who you surround yourself with, because ultimately, um, they, they have a lot of power. They do. And, yeah. and, and I think it, it, um, it almost, I'm not going to say, um, it projects you or it, I'm not going to say it controls you as well, but also 
you, the, the power and the influence that your friend group has over you does have the potential of determining and walking and, and some type of control over the outcome of your life. I'm not saying that they control your life because obviously you have free will, you have your own choices to make. But um, like you said, if you're not in a friend group that is positively, uh, positively pushing you towards Jesus, well, I, I mean, there are... Unfortunately, there are some kind of consequences with time, right? And that might be a consequence that you don't see now because you're in a se- – say, say you're in a season of um, depression or a season of uncertainty or a season of just unhappiness, right? And you lean on that friend that's not going to positively lift you up mm. and encourage you in the Word of God, encourage you, uh, you know, hey, come find this community in my church, come find this community in my friend group that we're doing Bible studies with. You are leaning on that friend who, uh, instead of challenging you, is just, for lack of better terms, coddling you, right? And they're saying, hey, it's okay to be upset and all that kind of stuff. Let's go to the bar. Yeah. And in that season, of that's probably to you in that in that hurt season or that depressed season, that sounds like a good time, right? That yeah. sounds like the, the 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 right thing to do, and it sounds like the world thing like to do. Sounds like fun, or it sounds fun. like something. Yeah, and something that might lead you to a consequence that yeah. you probably don't need to walk down that road. I if think that, makes that sense. goes back to I, I think we talk, especially in a church world, you hear a lot about like in a dating or a marriage relationship, like, oh, we want it to be centered around Jesus, and he wants to be, we want Jesus at the center of this, and like, I know you chuckle, like, that's true, but mm-hmm. we talk about it a lot, right? Yeah. Christ at the center of my marriage, Christ at the center of my, and like, ultimately, like, Christ is, like, should be at the center of our friendships, Absolutely. too, mm-hmm. and I don't know that we necessarily think about that, and also, we definitely don't talk about it necessarily, where it's like, the goal of a, of a authentic and great friendship is is one that is centered around well it tells us that in scripture in in james 5 it tells us to confess and pray with each other in matthew 18 call out to brothers and sisters it says all these things and the reason it says that is because that's the life that that christ designed Mm -hmm. for you to live right same with like we see in galatians we want those fruits of the spirit how do you obtain those fruits of the spirit by walking in a manner according to christ you walk this way, you, you walk in a friendship that is Christ-like, then it goes that way. I, not to, like, stay on the influence route the whole time. I, I get it. It does have a lot of power. But when you're in those 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 seasons, those friend seasons, you have that community. What uh, – Tyson, I kind of want to hear from you. This I'm from a guy's standpoint. What – how do you feel? Like, what is it – what do you – I don't know if look for is the right word, but yeah. what are you like all the feels? Like what are you what yeah. are you, like what is the what is the the phrase I'm looking for there? How do you feel? What is what does community make you feel? What do you look for in those feelings with community? It it I wanna say that there's like uh, my my immediate thought goes to um like relaxed. I don't know, like a true, genuine community. Like, I don't feel like uh, on edge or if I say something. Yeah, like, I just feel relaxed and I feel comfortable. Like, uh, one of my, like, favorite things to do is just, like, hang out. Like, okay, so my my favorite food, uh, this is going somewhere, uh, is... <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in for the ride. Yeah. Let's go. Take <laughs> yeah. us there. My favorite fruit food of all time. Uh, <laughs> awesome. 
is crawfish. And it's not because they taste delicious, but it's because of the uh, eating part. You don't, you, I mean, you can eat crawfish by yourself, but it's not as fun or as enjoyable to eat it with a group of people. You're literally standing, more often than not standing, uh, or sitting together with a group of people. Sometimes you don't even know who they are because uh, it's just a random get-together or whatever, or they're your friends. But, like, eating crawfish always gives you a sense of community and friendship, and there's always, like, some sort of bonding experience because you're like, oh, that guy's super weird because he eats the inside of the heads. Or he, you, you know. Uh, but, yes. like, crawfish is my favorite food because of the community aspect yeah. of eating crawfish. Um, so... I don't. I don't know if that answers your question, but no, it's it, like it, I. I just feel. Re, I, I. feel relaxed. It, I, it. It's very encouraging. I think that. I mean that. That's a really good point. I know you. You don't think it sounded like a good point, but it answered the question. But it, it. It did answer the question. Like you, for in community, the the feel you want, the feel you get, what you look for, is something where you can genuinely be yourself. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I don't want to have to be on guard with who I am. I mean, that even can flow into so much stuff that I don't, I don't know if we have time to cover it like it's today's episode, but it could be another one. But like the accountability aspects, everything flows from that is are you able to be who you are, right? Yeah. And and like a judgment, like Planet Fitness, judgment-free zone, <laughs> right? I mean, like... Luck alarm going off. Yeah. And so <laughs> if, if you want to, you can. But we are... Yeah, my thought was authenticity. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what I, you know... Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to have to, um, I don't want to have to be someone I'm not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I want to I wanna be able to, and, and also, I think from a guy's standpoint, uh, Caitlin, Emily, you, you might could say something to this one, but from a guy's standpoint, I love knowing that um, it makes me, like, <laughs> genuinely happy. Uh, knowing that I have guys that at any point in any given day, because God designed us to be protectors, God designed us to be fixers, all these things that, you know, the, the, how the how males are put together, that when you have a genuine friendship with other men, guys, boys, whatever you whatever stage of your life you're in, you, someone you can rely on. Like yeah. there, there's no doubt in my mind. And, and I know like you and I, we've only known each other since July. Mm-hmm. Right. But there's no doubt in my mind, if I'm not here or I can't get there, I couldn't call on you yeah. for Sam or Walker, mm-hmm. like to help my family. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that always is something you look for in a relationship is dependent dependency. Um, but careful on the dependency, right? You don't want them to, you don't want them to control your. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. you can know that you can count on someone yes. without being codependent. Yeah, on that's. Them. A, that's <laughs> a, I mean, that's, that's, that's those yeah. are very different yeah. um, things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. So what? What is to kind of end that part? What? Is, what is a a um, a girl in college coming out of college in college? 11 years post-college what do <laughs> what a range <laughs> what what is something y'all say like hey i'm taking applications for a best friend this is my application check sheet what is you what are you looking for what helps what what is something that you say Trito, tell us what you think about making checklists for friends 
Um, we shouldn't. <laughs> you should. <Right>. Um, <laughs> that's why I said it. Um, no, well, because we we were we were talking about all this stuff the other day, and in Jeannie Allen's book, she talks about um, these eight types of friends, or it's like seven or eight. I read the book. Um, to find out, but it, it was just such a good point because it talks about, and I have done this in the past. I have like one best friend, and I want that one best friend to be all the things like I have here's the checklist of the girl that I need to call when I want to cry and the girl that I want to go and do fun things with and the girl that I want to vent to and I expect like that from one person and so in my head I've created this perfect best friend that doesn't exist because nobody's perfect and I wouldn't want my friend to have those expectations for me to be all of those things and so this book talks about how a section of the book talks about how we have different friends for different things. And so um, we don't want to put expectations of like, I need you to be all of these things in order for you to be my best friend. But for in terms of like an application, I don't know. I've never thought of it, thought of it like that. I think that's kind of funny because all of like my bestest friends in life have just happened so naturally. And it's yeah. because we share a lot of the same beliefs and we just share similar interests. Um, and well, so over time, we're doing things together, and it just connects us. I think the what you said there is, is so important with the, the applications and the checklist and stuff for friends because everybody is created special. We're all created perfect in the image of Christ, right? But we're all different. Mm-hmm. Uh, God knit us together in our mother's womb all in a different way. Right, the same as he made male and female, he made personalities different, and that's what's so beautiful about everybody. But that's what also brings um, differences and and sparks in life into relationship is the differences. Mm-hmm. If you were all the same, it would be a super boring, awkward relationship. Yeah. Yeah, when, sure. in, in seminary, one of the classes they taught about, uh, in, in one of the counseling classes, was when you're doing like premarital counseling, and it's like if a couple comes in and their their test for premarital lines up perfect and perfect, then they're probably psychopaths. They took that together. Yes, and so, but and then, but that's what's so good about it, right? Because everybody brings something to the table. Uh, like my very very best friend in the world, my ride or die, my my person doesn't live here right mm-hmm. but he's the one i call and go to we talk daily we pray together he knows justin's deep and darkest secrets but he's not in baton rouge right and so i can't just go through my life and be like well you know i don't have that person and so now i'm just going to sit like a bump on a log and and be unhappy now mm-hmm. because you can learn stuff from everybody mm-hmm. right you can and, and and even you can learn stuff my personal opinion from people who aren't in your close, more personal, intimate friend zones, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Like, like if, if it's something that, you know, um, it, just in general, if you are around people, you hear from you're like, if you know, let me preference this one, that's influencing you in a Christian-like, godly way, and even though they're not close personal with you and they're not like coming to you and, hey, Justin, my name's Caitlin and I've got some advice for you. They're not saying they're doing that, but if they're coming to you or even you hear them talk about something they're doing that's growing them closer to Christ, then that influences you in a positive way. Then they had an impact on you even though they're not in your quote-unquote accountability group. Inner circle. Inner, girl, I mean, inner circle, 
Right. That goes back to the influence, yes. which we talked about the power that it holds. But like, we are influenced by uh, so many different areas of our life. We're influenced by our friends. We're influenced by the shows that we watch or the people that we follow or the things like that. And so, yeah, I mean, the same would be true. Is um, well, and I think hmm. you, and, and with that, but with the influence and everything, and I, I, like I said, I don't want to stay on the influence track, but. We and I'm trying to one keeps going back to it. I'm no, sorry, but we <laughs> with a friend, um, we don't want to put our friendship. We don't want to put everything that we have in one basket of that relationship, right? We don't want everything we are to be influenced or controlled by. I mean, for lack of better terms, a person. Yeah, like, like and that's kind of what I'm not, I'm not saying. You don't want to, like, yeah. Don't lean on somebody, but you don't want to essentially put all your eggs in the basket of a relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and Torito was kind of saying that. Yeah, I think that goes back to like finding the all, perfect best friend. Yeah, like if all my expectations are on this one person, like no question, am I going to be let down? Like, yes, I am because it's Man an imperfect person, as we all are, and so and so you just you can't. You can't have those expectations set. I mean, would you want those expectations set on yourself? And so Absolutely. why do we set those on others? Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. But with that also, I know we that sounds a little bit like we're running down some things. I know like in the social media episode, we didn't want to run down social media completely. We don't want to <laughs> run down some type of community completely. No, no. Community is so, and hear me when I say this, Everybody listening, young adult, college, out of college, single, married, it is so important for you uh, to find community, to grab a hold of that community. And sometimes it might cause you to step out of your comfort zone to go and find that community, Mm -hmm. right? Um, We spent seven months of our life in Nashville, and it was absolutely miserable. My wife and I and our little boy and I tell everybody that we, we laugh about it. We were there for seven months, and I went out to eat dinner with one person one time. And the rest of the time, it was just me and Sam and Walker. And I, I love my wife. I love my little boy. Like, we, we have so much fun together. Like, we went, and went all over the state of Tennessee just having fun. But it was so miserable not having community. Mm-hmm. And as opposed to coming here to Baton Rouge, and we just we feel like this is home. Like, this isn't, like. North Louisiana is not our home anymore. This is our home because we have found that. And it, it's so important because friends lift you up, mm-hmm. right? They carry you without them knowing. I, I want to end on this um, this story. And y'all are all involved in this story. And for the listeners, some of you might be there, but not. Um, nobody in this room. So my birthday is in a couple of days, right? December 24th. And no one in this room knew what they were doing meant the absolute world to me. So I, you know, obviously growing up Christmas Eve, that's family time, right? Like you can't break away for a birthday party in the middle of all the family driving only in. Jesus for, is, right? Only Jesus, right? That's fine. I can take a back. Also, Jesus. all the Christmas Eve services you got to Christmas go to Eve and services. And so and work. Justin takes a back seat, and I'm fine with it. You know. Praise Jesus. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm not saying, uh, Jealousy is in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his birthday isn't really in December, but we okay. Won't get okay. 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 Right, so, we, um, so, 
the other night, my wife uh, contacted everybody, and I, I guess that's how it's set up. I really don't know how it all set yes, up. but she did. They, it's a surprise. They threw a surprise birthday party for me. And when I went home that night, uh, Sam and I were sitting there talking, and I, I literally had tears in my eyes. I was so thankful uh, because I'd never had, like, a birthday party, like, to myself. Like, I mean, I know it's kind of – it sounds selfish and not, but I, I've never had one. And, and for people to come together and do that for me, that that made my year. Mm. Like, that was, like, there won't be a top for that. Like, I'm I'm sad. Like, I can die a happy man. Your birthday hasn't come up yet. I know. Little <laughs> do you, you don't even know what's coming. <laughs> There's going to be candles. There's going to be reading of Luke 2. <laughs> it's all for you. Caitlin, are the kids coming out to sing? <laughs> I heard a rumor. <laughs> so... But no, but that is what a community does for you, right? Yeah. Like without even knowing, um, you do it naturally, mm -hmm. right? And, and the same, I, I would say the same for all of you as well. And I, I think I can probably speak for you with, with this is, is community happens, like you said, naturally, Emily. And when those things happen naturally, they project your life and influence your life in a positive way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important for you to find and walk through and navigate through, um, in life. Yeah. I mean, like, we've said it a lot of times, but, like, we're created for community. At the mm -hmm. In Genesis, at the very beginning, God created humans. He created us for community. He says in the New Testament that, you know, the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, and then love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, like, I feel like when it's the greatest, it, it's kind not of really important. playing about it, you yeah. know? And mm -hmm. so... Um, I think, different. obviously, community is valuable. It's necessary. Um, and so, like, what if you don't feel like you have it? That's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Jeannie Allen's book has a lot of stats, and I, I really forget. I wish I knew, but you read it, and you're like, oh, my goodness, because it's, it's, it's true. Like, it's a stat, but it's like one in one out of four people would say they're lonely or something. Yeah. It's something crazy that makes you be like, wow, like, I'm not the only person that's lonely. And so chances are, like, there are people listening to this, and community is such, like, a sensitive topic because I'm sure people are listening. They're like, man, I'm so lonely. Like, I, I haven't, I don't have people. And this so is now the, and I'm interrupt you, that this, even though, so the, the Barna, who's kind of the Christian group, to, mm -hmm. to say what you say, Barna released a stat, this generation right now in college is the most connected group of, of all time, mm -hmm. but also at the same time is the most depressed and the most lonely group of college students, young adults in the history. Yeah. And yeah, so like they're connected via the internet, but right. they're not known. It's like a false sense of community because it's like I'm with so many followers, like every night before I go to sleep looking on Instagram, but I have no friends I texted today. And so it's just, it's really hard because I don't want it to be like a discouraging, well, like community so good, but I don't have it. So life sucks, but just, wow, man, community is so important. I don't have it right now and I'm going to have to be proactive. I can't stay in bed lonely day after day. I've got to continue to show up and, and seek out community. Yeah. Just like your mom told you, like, well, yeah. what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Like you, you can't sit and wait for God to drop a friend out of the sky for you yeah. while you're sitting on your couch by yourself. Like, yes. will he, I mean, he is able, he yeah. can, but chances are like, you need to take steps toward, um, towards finding that. Yeah, so what does that, what does that, that look person. like? 
what do you so what do you do what do you, if you, if you're if I'm a listener and I'm and you you just said that so what is y'all's advice ties what is what is y'all's advice to people who or just look, I mean, last night we went out to dinner with a friend who is heading to a new place mm-hmm. and is a lot of hours away from the people she knows from her hometown and her college town. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? What is y'all's Get advice? outside your comfort zone. Push Get yourself. Out. Okay. I would say, because, I mean, you got to, you gotta like we said earlier, you got to be proactive. You can't be, can't be sitting around. So, I mean, that looks like going to, if you're a part of a church, going to church events plugging into a ministry uh and i would say like consistently yeah right like not you just can't once go and be like ah time. nothing happened <laughs> you can't go one time and be like well now if no one spoke to you shame on them yeah. like yeah. but you can't go one time and be like well it's kind of awkward and i just talked to one person or i just i kind of set off to the side or what like you have to you have to go and you have to go consistently and i think i mean our our church, churches in general, they have lots of opportunities to get plugged into yeah. to groups. and. I, I mean, you have obviously your church services. And, and here at Astruma, if you're listening to this and you're looking for community or, or whatever it is, you know, on Wednesday nights we have our young adult service that's, the you know, the, the gathering. And that's what we do. And our, and our whole goal before and after the actual worship service is to, like, just hang out. And just be a community of believers coming together from all different walks of life. Right? There's college students, there's young adults, there's working, there's married, there's single, there, there's all types, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what you want. But also, like Caitlin just said, that's a really good point. You can't just go once mm-hmm. and that be the answer, yeah. right? Get plugged in. And, and remember this as well, if you're searching for that community, you're not the only one that's been there before. Like yes. you're not the only one who you're like, oh, I'm a. Chances I'm, are you're not the only one now. That, that night, you're not. Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> welcome. That that's the thing. Like, I hate I hate to watch it because sometimes like I like I am busy or I have a role and I'll see like somebody new walk in. I've been in places where I've been the new person that has walked in and I left and went home and thought, well, I never want to go back there because I didn't speak to a single person or one person came and introduced themselves to me and then never talk to me again that whole night and so like what an opportunity like the enemy has to use that as like Emily do not go back there like that was awful and that's when you have to keep fighting and showing up and if you are the person that you're like I've got community I've been at this church for 10 years and then like you better be that person that is looking intentionally looking for the person you've never seen before and when they come in start that conversation and don't go, you know, introduce yourself and be done for the night. Hang out with them. Don't let them sit by themselves. There's um, a there's a book by J.D. Greer, and he makes a statement inside the book. It's for, for young adults. And he makes a statement in that book. Exactly, it's almost exactly what you said is remember what brought you to that church and remember what kept you at that church. Be, if, if it's somebody... If it was somebody, if it was a you know a guy, a girl, if it was how they embraced you, whatever it is, you be that for the next person. I wouldn't be here, at, literally, probably in this seat if it wasn't for the for the three guys that walked up and introduced themselves when I walked up to the the old student building, the student room by myself. They were the first ones to introduce me, uh, introduce themselves to me, and That's a great point. from there I have I have not left. That's, I mean, that's an excellent point. Yeah, so involve, get out of your comfort zone, find stuff. Like Caitlin said, don't let the first time be the only time. Mm-hmm. 
Fine it was an all-nighter, by the way. <laughs> that I showed up oh. to for my first event. Well, that's a <laughs> no, I didn't know a single person. Was it wow. the one that we got on the charter buses and went all over Baton Rouge? Uh, yes. Wow. It was. That was the first. That was the first. That was the first Astrum event I ever did. Small groups. BCMs, if you're in college, Lock the BCMs. <laughs> Probably not. Just coming, from, coming from a young adult pastor, we are not doing that. <laughs> and the kids minister. <laughs> yeah. Working the student ministry, not happening. Uh-uh, not happening. Yeah. But also, I think a one, uh, and you said it a second ago, that's, it's, it, that's such a good point. Outside events, the crawfish you were talking about. Like that's a you're not eating crawfish in the middle of a church service. No, but if you're eating crawfish outside, you know, in in a community of Christ followers and a, a community of believers, you're gonna have to talk to each other at some point. <laughs> so go to those events. Yeah. Make your yeah. be. I mean, God calls us to be uncomfortable at times, right? And to grow in a community, to grow yourself spiritually, you can get uncomfortable to find that community. Yeah. So it pays off. It's, it's it worth pays it. off. Yeah. It's Absolutely. very worth it. So, hey, thank y'all so much for being here today. Uh, we love you so much. Y'all have a great day. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Let's Gather. If you would like to learn more about the Astruma Young Adults Ministry, be sure to check us out at astruma.org/youngadults or on Instagram at astruma.youngadults. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next week. <laughs>